What's going on, my friends? Welcome on out to Behind the Energy Podcast, where we dive into behind the scenes of DJing, entrepreneurship, and all the excitement in between. We got some friends, some cool people joining us, and a lot of fun stories. So without further ado, let's jump into Behind the Energy Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, party people, it uh, is episode 29 of Behind the Energy Podcast. We got uh, a legend on the turntables in the streets. That's me. Ricky Barrera is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Gang, gang, what's up? What's Thanks up, for Ricky? Me. <laughs> I'm excited, guys. We're going to have a good time. Let me get a little comfortable right quick because yes. about to start drilling you some questions. Um, so first off, Ricky, in, in the podcast, one thing I really like to do, at least for the first uh, few minutes, is take a minute to reflect back on like our friendship and how how our past like kind of crossed to set the tone or like set the table for the listeners. Um, many moons ago, I think it was 2013 or 2014, we had a show and you were spinning for Najee, correct? Yes. At, in the venue. And uh, I was spinning for my boy Tommy B. Uh, and uh, we were opening, playing opening sets for... Uh, Kyle. Sh- Kyle? Kyle? It wasn't, it wasn't Shwayze, it was Kyle. It was Kyle. Okay, okay. Yeah. I remember... Oh, gosh dang it, Nick. I'm sorry. I Spy, for those of you that are trying to figure out who Kyle is, he does the I Spy song. Is that is that the most popular that's one? That's probably his most popular, probably. Some of you are like, no, it's this one. I, that's the one that I, that's the first one that pops into my head. That's, that sounds, I mean, I listen to him every now and then. But anyways, Kyle, it was, uh, it was wild. And I remember, um, I mean, I was maybe a year or two years into spinning. Right. But I remember pl- seeing you like rehearse and seeing your set. I'm like, damn, this dude can rock the mic. And that was like eight years ago. That was eight years. Jesus. That was eight years ago. Um, Over, over the years since then, um, we haven't really crossed paths too much. Uh, I'm a little bit more North. You're a little more South. Of course, you're like traveling and doing a bunch of events all over the state, but um, it wasn't until uh, just this past new year's that Ricky and I like sat down and actually had a real conversation. Yeah, we did. Almost eight years later. Over wings too. Yeah, was over good. wings. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's where the the idea for having him on the podcast came. So, and we're yeah. here. We're here. And before we get started, I just a uh, quick thing. Um, I so I've been around the block and I've met a lot of DJs. And I'll tell you this, um, people say whatever they want about me because I I'm I'm very outspoken. I do my thing. I'm out there, right? So I my, what DJs think about me just varies. Mm-hmm. However. When it comes to Parker, though, I just want to say this before we get started, just so you know, everybody loves Parker. <laughs> okay. okay. Everybody loves Parker, and that's why I'm here because I also love Parker. And you had Brandon here before, and then you had Jerry, and you're gonna have another DJ after me. Why? Because we all love Parker. Why? Because he's the nicest damn DJ in Utah, and that's saying a lot. Okay. So Thank you, man. just before we get started, I just wanted you guys to know that I know. thank you bro um that parker is the man and we love parker and i am so happy to be here dude seriously i I really appreciate it yes you know i I know there's like a i I don't know if a stigma is like the right word but uh in the dj culture sometimes there is that kind of like flex mentality or you know uh, different clicks yeah yeah yeah. and like granted when i first started djing the first couple years like i definitely saw myself in that and like I would look at other DJs differently, but um, I was talking to another guest on the show a couple couple weeks ago, 
about how embracing the DJ culture and the DJ community um, for the better because there's a lot of benefits that, come, that can come from from that. So, right. Uh, anyways, Ricky, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. But I want to talk about you right now, bro. Let's talk about me, uh, baby. That's why you're here. That's yes. why everybody's tuning in. That's why everyone's tuning in to Behind <laughs> Your Podcast. Uh, Ricky, so... And by the uh, way, almost every single one of the DJs that's been here or will be here has opened for me in once or twice in the last eight years. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for all of them. I'm mm-hmm. grateful for every single DJ. Speaking of culture mm-hmm. and building that, mm-hmm. I'm just happy to be part of that big family of DJs mm-hmm. here in Utah. And I've crossed paths with at least one of them, at least every, like every single one, at least once, you know? Mm-hmm. But shout out to all the DJs that have been here mm-hmm. on this couch talking to you. I'm grateful for all of them. I'm grateful for all the homies and we all have a little history. Yeah. We're, and we're going to dive into that history. We're going to dive. We're going to dive into that history. Yes. Uh, so, Ricky, I I believe I got maybe like a like a sliver of, of I guess, your experience growing in the entertainment DJ world. Uh, but... I want to dive even further uh, back to beginning DJing and maybe anything in the entrepreneurial world that you had done prior to DJing. So like the the Ricky Barrera story, if you could give give that to me, the listeners, in the next three, five minutes, what does that look like? The Ricky Barrera story is quick and it applies to anybody. So like maybe you're not a DJ, maybe you're like a photographer, a videographer, I don't know, music producer, whatever you're at, right? Mm-hmm. My story's quick. It started with heartbreak, and I'm looking at the camera right now. A girl broke my heart, and that's why I'm here. (laughs) I started going to parties to kind of, like, let it all out and just kind of, like, decompress and just, you know, party it out. Is this this high school? This is 21 years old. So this is back in, like, 2011, 2010, 2011. And I met this girl, and I have never really, like, gone to parties before. But after she broke my heart, I was like, F it. And by party, guys, I'm talking about Provo parties, okay? Provo parties. So you do whatever you think, whatever you want with that. Mm-hmm. But as I started going to these parties, I was, like, listening to the DJs. And for those of you that don't know me very well, I'm from Miami, Florida. So I was raised on hip-hop and R&B and salsa and merengue, all of the music. So music is like in my – like going to elementary school, I was listening to Usher and Tupac and Biggie. I was That's just raised on this. So okay. it's always been embedded in my brain. Like it's okay. in there, right? Embedded. Not embedded. Embedded in my brain. And when I was going to these parties, I was like, wait a second. I know all these songs too. I can play them. So I started going to more parties and more parties. And I was like, yo, I can do that. I can probably do that better. This Uh is just me talking to me. No, yeah, yeah. And I downloaded Virtual DJ. Let's go. And I just freaking, sorry, I just freaking sent it, dude. Every day. I worked at IHOP at the time. And I would just sit on my couch for hours until I fell asleep. This is literally every day. Ask my boy Jordan Lindquist, who is, who was my roommate at the time, uh-huh. and he has the receipts. I would literally spend hours, hours, hours just on virtual DJ, just learning how to mix, and on YouTube tutorials without without a controller. No, without a controller, just okay. on my laptop. That's dope. And that's how it started. And then from then on, just grinding, lots of free parties, and then mm-hmm. eventually figure out who I was as a DJ. You covered a lot of ground from virtual DJ to where you're at now. Yep, because it's a lot. It's a lot. But that's pretty much the nucleus of it. Heartbreak led to me putting all my little passions together of liking to talk to people, music, et cetera, et cetera, right? Huh. And all into one. I thought DJing will be a good route for me, you huh. know, to let it all out. And so what was me just trying to get rid of a heartbreak led into me figuring out 
what I wanted to do. That's a, that's a strong why. Because we can be here all night talking about how I got here. But that's like the, that's the, that's the genesis. No, I, I, I appreciate that. I do want to take a moment to kind of talk, talk about the journey from, you know, the beginning days of learning how to okay. mix to hosting parties to really establishing an amazing brand and being incredibly busy. Okay. Um, so it sounded like the first couple years of DJing uh, was centered around hosting and throwing parties and yeah. then picking up uh, private events every now and then. Right. Is that, that's kind of like what it looked like. Yeah, you guys see what Parker just did there? He's such a good host. He just controlled the conversation, baby. And he did it so professional. I love it. Okay, so yeah, we discussed how we started it, right? The genesis of it all. And then from like, I don't know, from like 13 to I would say about 12 to 2012 to 2013. I would say from 2011 to 2013, I just threw parties, man. Just all the time. Just... I could DJ everything and anything that I could. Free, not free. I literally DJed on top of refrigerators. Like, I DJed everything that I could. And when I would go home, I would just, God, dude, I would just soak up Girl Talk, who was a DJ. I would soak you, up. You enjoyed that girl and, talk. and yes. leaned into that? Yes, 100%. <laughs> because he's the best one that there is when it comes to mashing up stuff. So that's where I, I grew an ear. <laughs> go listen to Girl Talk and go listen to all the other DJs. How he samples everything. Oh, oh, a DJ. DJ. Okay. Not the show. Not the show. I'm talking about Girl Talk please the DJ. Conti- please continue. He was please like, continue. what are you talking about? Yeah, I, I, I literally I, said DJ. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. You. Yeah, please continue. Well, yeah. Greg Ellis, I think that's his name. Anyway. Okay. And so he's from Pittsburgh. Okay. And I would just consume his stuff. I would consume all the DJs at the time. And at that time, Skrillex was just popping, dude. Just track after track, and yeah. I would just watch his sets on YouTube, and I would watch every single DJ that I could. I study them, literally write down how they would transition, and how mm-hmm. and I just copy it. Mm-hmm. That's literally what I did for years. Just yeah. copied other DJs and yeah. how they did it. And then eventually, personally, as a human being, I hit kind of rock bottom around that ballpark. I was all over the place, personally. 22, 2013. Okay. And that's when I said, you know what, Ricky? I hit a wall with DJing and I was like, I'm going to stop and I'm going to focus on just getting a job and just doing me for a while. This is a couple of years into DJing, at, this least, the, this, at least four or five years, right? No, I will say around 13, 2013, end of 2013, going into 14. Really? But let me explain. Okay. Because as I was, I, as I decided to do sales and sales management for the next five years of my life, five, six, five, six years of my life, mm-hmm. I was still DJing here and there. I was okay. still kind of, I would throw a show, I mean, every, every, like once in a while, and I would, I would get asked to DJ still. I, w- I was still DJing. I never, I never technically left DJing. Yeah. But I left it as a career, as pursuing it as what I wanted to do full time. Actively putting time Actively and putting time towards. into I just wasn't. Gotcha. But that was always there. I was always DJing something here and there. It was always there. It never left. Gotcha. That's when you know. Yeah. It never yeah. left. Yeah. And so, but, in that five-year span, I grew a lot as a person. I matured. Mm-hmm. I figured out a lot about myself, which people need to do. I learned how to put emails together and <laughs> hire and fire people. I learned how to sell, which is a huge thing in marketing and just running a business. Mm-hmm. Learning how to sell, learning how to put yourself together, learning how to market, et cetera, et cetera. I learned mm-hmm. all that in the span of between two companies that I worked for. Mm-hmm. I learned that in five, six years, between 13 and to 18 – Going into 18, and then just to kind of 
summarize a lot that happened in between there. Um, I was working for Google, which is the last company I worked for. Okay. And at that time, the itch came back around 17. And I started DJing at this place called Fuego Fridays in Provo. In 2017? In 2017. Okay. 2017. So right, a buddy right. of mine, he's like, bro, we need a DJ for the hip-hop room in the back. This is a Latino hip-hop club in Provo yep. that yep. popped off mm -hmm. that was really popular for those kids at that time, 17, 18. Yep. And I started DJing in the hip-hop room. Hmm. and On a regular basis? On a regular basis. After I DJed my first set there, they asked me to come back. And I was DJing for like 50 bucks. Gotcha. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, gotcha. And so, but I was still working my time, and I was like, you know what? This is like going to the gym for me. I like to do it. I like yeah. to go. Yeah. And from there, I started meeting people. I started meeting people from UVU. More gigs started coming. Real quick, how how long were you regularly spinning in a fuego? I got you. I'm gonna get to that. Okay. okay so okay. I promise, guys, we're gonna hit all the points. Okay. Long story short, though, I was DJing. I DJ there from. I started, I think, in January, and from January of not having like 20 people there, mm -hmm. by the end of the summer, it was a sold out show every single Friday. People just out the door trying to get into the back room of the hip-hop room. That's, and that's, we build uh, a culture, and that's where the phrase, nobody came, started for yeah. me because I would get my phone, and I was so cocky about it because there, we literally – nobody came. There was nobody there in the beginning of Fuego when I was DJing there. Literally gotcha. 20, 40 people to a packed room of 300, 400 people. Consistently. Consistently. And so every consistently. Single every, single, every single Friday. Okay. So I would turn around with my camera. I'm like, look, nobody came. Mm -hmm. I would do that every single Friday mm -hmm. just to kind of jab at people. You know, like I can bring people. Mm -hmm. That was my that was my little jab, but not jab, and it kind of became a brand. Yeah. yeah. And so from there, I I it came back. I was it just came back like a wave. You know, I had money in my bank account. I was I was I was um I was DJing again full time, like on the side, just all the freaking time. The gig started coming back, mm -hmm. and I started making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And at that time, um. I was getting offers from different schools. I DJed at Insomnia at Utah Valley University at the UCCU. Like, tell me what it feels like to DJ in front of 4,800 people. Yeah, that's massive. It's just insane. And you're the headlining DJ. That's huge, yeah. Right? And I just started picking up gigs and picking up gigs. And I started comparing my checks that I was getting as a DJ compared to my checks that I was getting at Google. Mm -hmm. I was like, hmm, there's something here. When did you <laughs> when did you uh, say thank you but goodbye to Google? I'll be getting there. Okay, okay so you're yeah. you're at so this time, still, you're still doing the two. And at this two. point, this is where everybody okay. needs to okay. kind of like listen up listen up good because you're going to come to a point with your career you're going to have to choose what you love and what you choose you know th that's steady right yeah and this is the part where everybody everybody um this is where everybody fails because people don't want to jump people don't people are afraid because if you jump like am i going to continue to get uh, do i have a pool big enough to pay my bills mm -hmm. that's all real stuff you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. but i just knew it and i had so many gigs booked and i was like you know what if i take a chance on myself it ain't gonna hurt so long story shorter it was about december of 2018 2018 2018 2018 uh-huh 2018 and i one day i was at google up in salt lake they had an office by the airport every day i would just drive by that airport every day i would drive from provo to Salt Lake every day because I had a job at Google and I had Damn. a Pixel 4 and I felt awesome and I had a steady paycheck with a freaking 401k and I was happy but at the same time dude just like every artist I would drive by that airport and I was like god damn it I just want to get off the exit and go play other shows I want that plane to take me somewhere ah uh, okay 
and I, that's I where the, the that's where that the brain sense. started turning. And, and I was like, damn it, I want to get on a plane. Mm-hmm. I want to go play shows. I want to get hired to go be a badass. Mm-hmm. I have all this energy. I'm 29 at this point, mm-hmm. 28 at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is it. This is the moment. This is my time to shine. Mm-hmm. So after just four months of seeing the airport every single day on my drive to Google. I didn't realize it was that much of a commute. And then also an hour, the airport makes sense now. Now the airport makes like, sense with, because with it was context, right by, it it's sense. in that area. Yeah. yeah. And so one day I I had enough and uh, I I made the big decision, and th- there's a lot that went into that decision, but we don't have enough time in this podcast to talk about it. But long story short, I decided that I was going to take a chance on myself, mm. and I quit my job at Google. And since then, I've traveled all over the country. Yeah, dude. Different schools. Uh, this summer alone, I was in Pennsylvania, California, Colorado, Arizona, all over to Utah. What to do? That's that's huge. And Ser- I was I was living in the airport all summer. Uh, just doing what I love. Obviously, the pandemic the year before. But luckily for me, I I lived in Utah. So technically, technically, folks, for a summer, I was the busiest DJ in the West Coast. Literally. (laughs) Because California shut down, Oregon shut down, and like all those states shut down. And technically, like this came from Rob Ferre himself. Yeah. He's like, Ricky, you're literally the busiest DJ. Yeah. In the West Coast. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. I'm not proud of that, but I'm happy. But at this point, right now, I am one of the busiest, most booked DJs in the West Coast, yeah. period. I, I, I pande- Speaking towards the pandemic, and then even now, like I, I, I don't doubt it. Right. I, I, I mean, I don't know where you get those statistics, but based off of the state of different states right. and whatnot, and even just what I experienced here in Utah over... 2020 even last year right uh it makes sense um the statistics come from lots and lots of djs that i talked to yes and, and being, <laughs> being 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 uh yeah being connected and you've got a great network um yeah, yeah. i want to take a quick second i want to jump back to that time in a fuego because uh you know mitch gogan madness yeah so i had him in here and uh we were talking and uh one thing that didn't really come to my mind until the, our re- most recent conversation with the podcast was how much of that time in a fuego was practice, consistent practice in front of a crowd, right. playing hip hop and reading the crowd. Right. Uh, it makes sense to me now, taking a step back and having that perspective, seeing as to why Mitch is such an excellent mixer. Like right. he, he knows the timing; his his transitions are so clean, they're on Very point. Clean. He's great. He he can bring the energy down and then bring it right back up right. because he chooses to and he knows how to. Right. Um, do you am I making sense? And do you also view that time in Fuego like almost like a regular practice for yeah for it was spinning in front of a, a larger crowd yeah. and, and hip hop. And speaking of Mitch, I guess we got him the gig at Fuego. Was it was, was That's it right. was it my boy? There we go. <laughs> That's right. That's so dope. connecting other DJs is important. Yeah. Understanding when it's your time to move on and mm-hmm. to give another DJ a chance. That's also very important. You yep. know, realizing that your time is up, it's it's part of the whole thing. But we'll talk about that later. But yeah, it was awesome. I that that time in Fuego really sharpened me up a lot. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the crowd expected banger after banger after banger. And you gotta learn how to deal with your own depression and anxiety and expectations. And yeah, it was awesome. It was a great training ground for me, though I was already good before Fuego. Yes. And I say that yes. 
because I had already spent six years of my life, literally, mm-hmm. even when I was working, I was still practicing in my room. I was still mm-hmm. learning. And at that time of 16, 17, 18, I would say between 15 and 17, trap EDM was a big deal. It mm-hmm. blew up. Dylan Francis, Floster Domus, Skrillex even changed up his techniques. Yeah. Uh, you have all these guys who just came out. And so I was like, oh, I want to do that too, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. But yeah, Fuego was a big for those of you that that ever went to Provo Fuego back in seventeen and eighteen, like it was vibes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Very um, grateful for that opportunity for sure. Sorry, Ricky. I'm gonna start uh, really drilling you with some questions. Let's right, go right quick. So, um, let's see here. So when we when we actually had like a real conversation, again for the listeners, like this is what I would what I would label as like the second real conversation that we've ever had, Ricky. I'm, I'm being straight up. The first one being that New Year's. It was good um, times. We spent a decent amount of time talking about goals for this New Year's and where we're right. putting our focus and our energy towards. Um, and something that really stuck with me is how much social media uh, and content creation is going to uh, be a key factor in this next chapter for you. Right. Uh, I've seen your content online, and it's very it's very catchy. It grabs your attention, and you're consistent with it, too. Right. Can you talk a little bit about that, Ricky, uh, as you've transitioned full-time into DJing, how have you utilized content creation and social media to leverage yourself, if you will? It's the only way, my friends. And so whoever's listening to this is, first and foremost, you have to understand who you are, right? You have to have that, what's the word I'm looking for? Like identity, identity. You got to figure out who you are, right? Self awareness. There you go. You got to be very self aware of who you are. So make sure you know you're good. Like, you got to be very self aware when you go into social media. I was like, you know what, dude? I'm a good DJ. I feel it in my in my heart, in my soul, and in my brain. I'm number one in my brain, right? So I need to I need to let people know that I'm number one. How do you right. communicate that? Right. How do you communicate that? Right. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I say that with all due respect to Bang Man, who's coming after this, to you, to Brandon. Right. In your world, you're number one, and he, they're no, right, right. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I it's see okay. what you're saying. Yeah. It's okay. You gotta, yeah. you gotta yeah. give yourself some props, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, okay, to get that out, I have to promote myself and market myself like i am the one i don't say that i'm the best i don't put number one dj utah's number one wedding dj number one none of that bullshit like i don't do sorry i don't i don't do that but i want to let my customer know by being super transparent on social media of what i do yeah and so i made it a goal to document everything to record everything listen i'm not i don't think i'm number one because i say so just watch the shows i do just watch how booked I am. Mm-hmm. And not just be- and, and when I get there, it's not just being booked. It's actually delivering a show. These people pay over $1,000, $1,500, yeah. $2,000 to have you, right? Yep. Yep. And my job isn't to DJ. No. it's My job is to provide a memory for these people. No matter if that's a wedding, a school at the stadium like I did for BYU in September, mm-hmm. thousands of kids lined up, right? Mm-hmm. They're paying me good money to be there. Mm-hmm. I got to let them know that they got the number one DJ. You got to deliver. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that's not me saying I'm number one. That's just me saying, in my head, I got to act like it. And now I got to show it. And the thing about TikTok and Instagram now is that you can't bullshit people anymore. Yeah. There's no more like, oh, this is why I am. No, there's receipts, bro. People know who you are. People will tag you. People will call you out. So you better show up and you better be truthful. Dang. So part of my Instagram and TikTok and my game is yeah. just to be 
transparent with my customer base, my yeah. fan base, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You want to be transparent. You want to show them what you're doing all the time. Uh-huh. It's a reality show, and you're in the and you're holding the camera. Damn. That's what it is. It's very clear that you know what you're talking about here, and you're very passionate about it too. Bing um, bong. let's see ricky um to the listener thank you for letting me rant i appreciate you and i hope you're fired up i wasn't calling (laughs) it a rant that's that's not what i was getting at fired up baby Uh, oh so so this we we entered this part of the conversation specifically aimed towards or talking about social media and and marketing if you will yeah but you mentioned something that i want to Dive further into. Let's go. Um, and I apologize if you were interested about social media, but just uh, do it. Just you, do social you, you were telling you were telling you were telling me uh, how these clients they're they're paying great money to have an excellent yeah. DJ right come and deliver and rock it and rock it. Give them the a memory to have twenty years from now. Okay? Right, Ricky. Do you have a, a practice or a mantra or a trick, if you will? to get yourself in that state of mind and that state of being, if you're not, if you come up to, if you roll up to an event and you're not quite feeling it, you're not in the zone or, or say you're, you're lower in energy. Do you have something that you do or you tell yourself or you walk yourself through to get yourself in that, that no. state of being ready to crush it? This is what I talked about being self-aware of what your passion is, right? Okay. This is, this okay. is super important, right? Okay. Because all artists are humans. And all artists and musicians suffer a lot of depression and anxiety because of the high that you get when you're on the show. Then when you leave, there's nobody there to hug you and love you and, and to be there. Once you're gone, you're gone, right? So mm-hmm. one of, first and foremost, that's I want to just relate that to any musician that's listening, right? I think we can all relate. That depression, anxiety, all that, that kicks in through our, all of our lives. Just the, the mm-hmm. high energy that you're always used to just goes away really quick. And you're like, what do I do with my life? Who am I now, right? So once you, so I want to just be very self-aware of that part. So I, that's that's kind of like the problem, right? Like, okay. how do you get yourself into the mode? I just want to say something. Okay. We're all in this boat together. Now, how do I? Got it. How do I deal with it? Mm-hmm. I'm wired to do this. Mm-hmm. I at this point, it's just second nature. Mm-hmm. When the sh- lights are on, dude, my brain at this point in my career is just wired to go, depressed or not. I love it so much. It's it's beyond how do I say this? It's beyond trying to get myself to do a gig. It's there. It's always there. I can go any moment I want. Mm-hmm. You give me a controller, you give me a crowd, yeah. five people, five hundred people. I'm gonna yeah. rock it. Why? Yeah. Because I am self aware enough mm-hmm. to know that this is not something that I do. This is something I was made for, bro. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? This is what I this is who I am. I am a performer. It does. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, it does. but, and, and I know what you were looking for, but I just kind of want to like talk about it from like the inward heart of it all. No. Because not everybody's built for this. No, I, I agree. You know, because you go into those sets with your family problems, you go into your sets with financial problems, you go into those sets with COVID and things that you can't control. Yeah. But if you were meant to do this, man, you're just going to do it. And that's how mm-hmm. I work. I'm just wired mm-hmm. to do this. Mm-hmm. I was born for this baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're not if you're not feeling it through the audio waves or seeing it through the video, it Ricky's just, Ricky's got a, a very almost unique's not the right word, but a very it, memorable, impressionable 
type of energy about you, right? Bro. And if you thank you, I'm serious. And I I, I, re- I recognize that <laughs> from when we played that show for Kyle. I'm not joking. No, I dude. appreciate I'm serious. that. And I'll I'll say this. I'll end with this. I guess for yeah. that thought is, if that's not who you are, do something else with gotcha. your life. If it's not what drives you to do it when you're broke, if it's, if you're not giving a hundred percent when you just got broken up with, do something else with your life. Mm-hmm. Find the passion. Find the thing that drives you when you're crying. I literally DJed a set in 2017 at Fuego that I'll never forget as for as long as I live was when one of my, like, when my parents divorced, my dad left. But this guy came and just became my dad. This is a long story short, right? This individual came that became my father figure, right? Mm -hmm. He passed away due to a heart attack three hours before my show. So I was literally on my couch sobbing like a baby, mm-hmm. but I knew that I had to go perform. Mm-hmm. And I clicked it and I have video footage of that show. One of the best shows I ever DJed. Damn. So you have to go. Yeah. And when I tell you, if you can't do that, yeah. find something else. Go kick a rock. Go figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go have your moment. You know what I mean? Go on top mm-hmm. of a mountain somewhere mm-hmm. and figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't do it through heartbreak, you can't do it at all. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm, that's, I love it. My passion is to see people happy. I love to hit play. I love the transition and to make sure I hear a nice, clean transition to another song and hear the crowd go, ah, you know what I mean? Or to know that that girl by the speaker is like, oh, he's going to play this song next. He's going to play this song next. And you, as a DJ, you listen to that shit and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing a good job. They know job. it's coming. They, they know, it's know coming. It, if they yeah. know it's coming, yeah. and they're still shaking their ass, yep. and they're not stopping because the transition's so awkward. Yeah, yeah. That's what I love, dude. Yep. It's like you can't do it through heartbreak. If you can't do it through depression, Mister, Mrs., whatever your last name is, go find something else. Because we over here figured it out. So, so I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I want to pose. I, uh, we got like we got like two more minutes left. No, we don't. We're gonna extend it. <laughs> I, I, I think Bang's here right now. The next episodes, uh, he's he's here. Yes. Um. So I got to give us ten more minutes. I, I wish. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bang. I'm sorry if you're listening right now, brother. Um. So I agree. What if there's someone who wants to explore DJing, right? But doesn't you know? Maybe maybe you know it's not within you know the fiber of their beings like music was sure. was sure. with you know a part of you from a very young age right what kind of advice would you like to share with them uh try something else <laughs> try yeah. something yeah, else try something else that's the the yeah. most completely opposite yeah, answer yeah. from anything no. i've gotten yeah try something else because if you wow. can't do it you can't do it oh my god let the real guys do it the ones that are passionate about it so you don't waste our gigs <laughs> I'm being dead serious. I'm, I'm, I'm talking like a 13-year-old <laughs> yeah, who is else. super excited about DJing but doesn't yeah. know anything about it. Well, try, tell him to try practice it. Okay. And if you not, then just go do something else. Okay. Go do makeup or something. I don't if know. you try and practice it, what do you mean by that? Just try practicing. I don't know. Just pick it up. If I had to teach you how to do it, then you're probably not going to be good. It should come. You should... You know, and when I be my makeup, I'm not trying to like, I didn't say it like that. I'm just like, go do art. Go do something. Go play yeah. guitar. Go go to DJing. Whatever, right? Okay. But go do something else. But like, I'm just saying like, if you have, if I have to teach you how to do it, it's not, it's not your thing. It, the people that are good, bro, the people that are, are the best at it, those are the people that like figured it out on their own. They're taking initiative They're taking and, initiative and solving problems. 100%. On their own. They don't, exactly. That's my boy. Gotcha. You know, they'll, they'll see a guitar with just, without the G string, right? Or the D string. They'll play the guitar. They'll learn, learn how to do the bass, the bass gotcha. progression. Gotcha. So my thing is, is if I have to teach you, if I have to encourage you to do it, 
it ain't for you. You should do something else. Gotcha. If that's if that, if like I said, right? If that's makeup tutorials, if that's taking pictures on Instagram, if that's go find your thing. But if I have to take you, it ain't for you. A, a big and, and and I think this is valid. I think this is very valid. But and I, I really meant that. Go. No, I, I know. I, I, <laughs> and I love all you. the ratings and reviews are going to go yeah, down. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You can bleep that out. But uh, I love you for saying that. But you have to hear it. Someone's got to tell it to you. No, and I, I, I agree. I think there's there's a lot of validity there. I, um, A big aim for this podcast is to provide not only like an entertainment value, but also an educational value for uh, beginner DJs, intermediate DJs, people in the entertainment industry, right. and even entrepreneurs, just more broadly speaking. Right on. Um one last question. If you actually, I feel like it's about the same as my previous question, but um, you're clearly an entrepreneur. You've been an entrepreneur for many, many years now. You've been yeah. a DJ for many years now. You run your own business. Um, I guess, uh, Ricky, if you could leave one, one bit of uh, bitter piece of advice uh, to this, this hungry, motivated, excited entrepreneur who's new in the game, what would that be? It's all about the long game, baby. Long game. And so, if you have you have to learn how to have patience with yourself with this stuff because it's not so sometimes it's not so much about how good you are, but it's about how patient you are. There are a million DJs that are better than me. Yeah. Bangarang is going to walk into this room. He's a better technical DJ than I am. Jerry's a better technical DJ than I am. Estrada is a bigger is a better EDM DJ than I am and mm-hmm. that will ever be. Mm-hmm. However, I will it's like Will Smith said. If you put me and somebody else in a treadmill and we'll see who lasts the longest, Will Smith Will, Will Smith said, I am willing to die on that treadmill to win. Gotcha. And the same thing goes for me in DJing. I may not be the best. I may not be the best. And you say I'm a great mic person. There's better mic people than me. Rob Frey is a much better mic person than I am. You know what I'm saying? There's technicalities and, yeah. and scratching that Jerry has. Yeah. But if you put me in the DJ treadmill with any other DJ – I'm willing to die on that treadmill. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. And that's what's gotten to me. That's where I have gotten to where I am. And I'm not going to wood or whatever. What is it? Is it your, <laughs> your 12 for you now, Ricky? Technically? What? 12. DJing? So technically, it's been 10 years. 10 technically. Years. I technically go, started in, it all started for me really at the end of 11 and 12. I started figuring it out. That's but that's, that's for anybody who's listening in any kind of entrepreneurship and any kind of passion and drive that you may have are you willing to play the long game are you willing to suck for five years mm-hmm. are you willing to get told no for five years mm-hmm. are you willing to have your gigs go to other djs yep. for five straight years mm-hmm. six straight years yep. and just suck ass for five straight years are you willing to go the distance yep i am yeah. i mean you are you're, you're I'm still on the treadmill. Example of it. You're on that treadmill, and I'm baby. ready to run the marathon. It's a marathon. It's a marathon. Uh, I will catch you at the finish line. Uh, sure, try to keep up. But uh, while uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. While, while we're racing, I want to say this: Parker, literally one of the best persons DJs I know. He has the whole package. Everything that I am saying is just my brain in a million a million miles per hour. But I respect the the couch that I'm on. I respect the guy that's in front of me. Thank but you, when man. it comes to the question of the marathon, I know that I'm surrounded by great and amazing DJs and they know I respect all of them because they've all played shows with me. Mm-hmm. However, the long game, baby. Yeah. The long game. Uh and I'm willing to die on that. While we're racing DJs, entrepreneurs, while we're <laughs> racing those twenty six point two or four miles, I can't remember. Um <laughs> What's the Instagram handles for followers to go look you up? At the Ricky Barrera. At on everything. the Ricky Barrera. Yeah. Here, there, and just about everywhere. Yes. 
Ricky, uh, that is just about it. Do you have one last little nugget to leave, or are we chilling? Just go watch Hercules and sing the I Can Go The Distance song over and over and over and over and over. I can go the distance. Thank you. Are you willing to go the distance? That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, the Ricky Barrera, Behind the Energy Podcast, Parker Andres. Uh, we'll catch you next week for episode 30. Bing bong. Peace. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>